Welcome to the Wise Musician Club. We are a group of musicians, performers, and music executives who realize that access to the music industry has become harder than ever, and we want to change that. We want to show future rock stars and rock stars that want to continue their career in this digital environment that there is a pathway to success, and it's not all based on luck. We are going to dispel myths, share the trade secrets, and explain the industry from the inside and out so you can absolutely kill it in the music business. Hey, wise musicians, Amy Schultz here, uh, founder and president of Sonic Allies and the Wise Musician and Wise Musician Club. I am going to share something today because... Um, Basically, this is the, these are the things that I wish that I knew, the 10 things that I wish that I knew uh, before I got offered an opportunity with a large record label. Uh, luckily for me, or unluckily, however you may look at it, I actually walked away from that opportunity. And then after I walked away from it, truly discovered the things that I didn't know that I probably would have gotten very taken advantage of um, on that first blush of uh, the first record deal opportunity that came to me. So I'm going to share with you that some things that I feel are extremely significant to music recording careers. Um, I am not an attorney. This is not legal advice other than you need to know this stuff. I'm going to give you the overview of it and the things that you need to be aware of because guess what? Unless you actually are... Uh, have been told that you need to do this. Most people don't know that you need to, that you have rights, okay? The problem that I see these days, if you watched the um, new music industry cheat sheet, and the biggest issue that I have with what people are doing is that they're already, they're jumping the gun and they're throwing the music, whether it be newly created or older music, just up on these platforms, uh, downloadable platforms or whatever they are, just because they feel that they're going to get exposure to a bunch of people, they throw their music about on these platforms, but they have literally got, like, <laughs> they went through this out there and they've got nothing legally in place saying that they are the recording artist. Now, there are some, <clears throat> I'll call it uh, gentlemen's uh, laws or terms when we uh, involve this, but I'm going to share with you the 10 things that I wish that I knew before I walked away from a record deal opportunity, okay? <clears throat> All right, so we call everything that we create, uh, whether it be uh, a music, uh, audio, or we do a performance video, something that's recorded, it is considered intellectual property. So what I'm going to explain to you today is into intellectual property laws. Again, I am not an attorney. This is not legal advice. However, you need to know this stuff, okay? So do your research, take what I'm going to share with you and then research what is right for you. All right, so today, the, the, I guess the first thing that I wish that I knew was that there was something that people throw these words around a lot. Um, they threw the, threw the, throw the word royalties around a lot. Now, as a young musician, you're not quite sure what royalties are unless somebody really explains that to you. And uh, being a young musician as I was, I knew the term. I didn't really understand what it was, but... I didn't realize that how much you take a song and how many pieces to that song 
that you can get paid on. So I never knew this. So there's something called royalties and publishing and publishing was something that I was not familiar with. I didn't know that term. I didn't know how that term correlated with what I was uh, potentially getting offered. <clears throat> and I'm glad that I know now what it is uh, and have used it in my career. However, a lot of people misconstrue what this means. We're gonna explain a little bit, I guess an overview concept of what this means. Uh, the second thing that I wish I understood was the role of a manager. Okay, because a lot of people will approach you and saying, you know, if you, especially if you've got talent and maybe they saw a live interview or, or saw a live performance or they heard your music online, whatever, they may approach you and just say, hey, I'd love to manage you. What does that mean? What does managing mean? It's an exciting term, especially in the music industry, but what does it mean? Um, it can mean a lot of things. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit down the road. Three, um, what does the role of an attorney play in this musical world? Obviously, attorneys are there to protect us or help us protect ourselves from laws and things that are created that we may not be aware of. They're the ones that oversee or we hire to look over potential contracts and things like that. Now, in the role of what happened to me uh, when I took control of my career and really started taking ownership of it and trying to learn this, is that for me, the manager role and the attorney role was sort of combined into one. Um, I was approached by uh, the attorney uh, that was Prince's attorney, okay, and, and represented a lot of other artists too, uh, saw, uh, excuse me, saw talent or saw something in us and said, you know, hey, not only can I help you look over legal documents for the opportunities that I'm sure you have coming, um, but I'm also going to sort of manage you from the aspect of I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you get connected to people in the industry. So basically, a manager's role. And again, this is just my experience, guys, and experience of my colleagues. A manager's role can be all-inclusive. I mean, it can even be tour managing and routing tours and making sure all the people get to places. But just in general, an artist management or artist manager role is to bring you opportunities, connect you to people that you would have never been connected to, connect you to opportunities that maybe you don't have in your Rolodex, if you will. Uh, or in your contacts on your phone. They, the manager, is their goal is to give you the best opportunity that they can based on their industry knowledge and the contacts that they have. And I guess, in all sense and purpose, uh, watch out for you. But also, they get paid. They get paid on, sometimes it's a, a retainer, so sometimes it's a monthly fee. Uh, sometimes they get paid on your sales and what you do. So. All these pieces I'm gonna show you today are things that can be negotiated in relationships or if you want to bring on people to your team to sort of help you go to that next level. Now, um, the attorney, again, you know, typical legal, they look over legalese for you, make sure that nothing is hidden in the contracts because in the music business, uh, what typically happens is that you get so excited about an opportunity and they give you a contract and you're like, yeah, let me just sign it, but you don't understand truly what's in that contract. A lot of legalese, 
a lot of words that you may not have heard before and you don't understand it. An attorney, especially an entertainment attorney, a music attorney, is who you want on your side to take that, that once over or take that look or really help guide you on what is good, what is not so good, and maybe even how to negotiate um, opportunities for you. So uh, attorney. And then something that we're not going to get into on this video, we're going to go in deeper on the next one, but something that, um, again, until this, this happened in my career, I was not aware that this existed. Okay. Performance royalties versus mechanical royalties. Okay, so we're gonna talk about that later, but I wanna list it here because it is something, especially in today's day and age, that you need to be very aware of. Um, but again, not talking about it in depth on this video. So, royalties and publishing. So in my mind when I was young, I always thought, oh, you know, you get paid to perform, right? You get paid to perform. And when you write a song, holy cow, that song is sort of split into two into two ways to get paid. Um, the songwriter, you know, I'm gonna do this in another color. Hang on one sec. Hang on one second. So the songwriter gets paid on lyrics and the melody of the song. Okay? So that's part of royalties and publishing and then whomever performs or the performance oops artist gets paid on specific recordings of a song which are typically called the masters okay you're going to hear that word a lot if you haven't already you're gonna hear that word a lot, especially when you start recording music in a studio and get it, get your music recorded and mastered. Mastered means the final product, the final version of that song, the last final version uh, recording of that song, okay? So songwriters get paid on lyrics and melody and the performance artist, which may be the same people as the songwriter, gets paid on specific that specific recording of a song all right we're going to get to more here but i just wanted to spell that out for you really quick now there are something called performance right organizations so i'm just going to put it as performance right organizations pros all right you may have heard these terms before but understand that you've got options all right there's companies called bmi you may have heard of them, you may have not. Again, when I was new into the songwriting, I had never heard of these terms before, so this may be new to you. There's something called ASCAP. Um, there's something called CSAC. And Sound Exchange. Sound, oh gosh, I can't spell. Sound Exchange, okay? Now the sound exchange is a little loosey-goosey, and again, we'll get, we'll get into that um, a little bit, but BMI, ASCAP, CSAC, they are performance right organizations that are governed by laws or legal rights that they can collect 
and pay the artist for this stuff over here for the songwriting uh, lyrics and melody and the performance aspect of it now uh, I'm going to talk about quickly about sound exchange because that's more into today's world. So sound exchange pays for the digital performance uh, like Pandora, okay? And apologize about my handwriting. So an example is Pandora of a digital performance of a song that Pandora will then pay sound exchange for the rights and the use to play these digital recordings or the digital performance of those songs. And then sound exchange will pay the artist or the songwriter or the person who performed that. Okay. So they're the, I'll call it, I don't even know, a management organization, if you will. I don't even know what a performance right organization. Okay. They're the organization that will then cut you the checks or send you your money, okay? Then there is something for the songwriting, songwriters, okay, for those digital performances. Now for the songwriting uh, part of the song, okay, or the digital performance, um, those get paid to these organizations. So it's a little bit different. So then these organizations will pay the artist. Now, you only have to belong to one. You typically was BMI or ASCAP, okay? Um, I have been a part of BMI. So that's who I've just signed up for. Not saying that anyone's better, they're sort of the same. It just is preference, you know, do your research and figure out who you want to belong to when you write a song or have a recording of a performance of a song. Okay, so you're going to want to sign up with one of these companies when you've got something that you are part of that is intellectual property. Okay, it's something that you are a part of creating. Now, um, I'm going to give you a typical scenario and here's the biggest reason uh, why I am happy that I walked away from the record label opportunity that I did at age 22 because after that, when I really was, I guess, trying to learn everything I could about the industry or what I could, um, there's some things that people don't understand regarding record labels. Now, if you've listened to the other videos that I've already had out there or any type of talks that I've given, a record label is not necessarily all a bad thing these days, but it truly is not something that you necessarily need for your career to have success. Now, what you deem as success is different in everybody's eyes. For me, I consider music and music uh, industry a business, and that's how I look at it. If, if, if you're just into just creating music and you don't even wanna think about it as a business, maybe this isn't for you, okay? But for me, if you don't realize that music is a business, so literally, if you have a band, if you just write songs on your own, you're literally running your own business. And if you don't think about it that way, you may lose opportunities that you could have, especially monetarily, money-wise, okay? So something I really wanna to explain to you is the typical way that these, um, these royalties or publishing, publishing money 
was paid and was split in the past. And you know, typically, uh, this is how it happened. So <clears throat> for the songwriters, it went to the music publisher. Now, for the masters, remember I told you about the master recording? Remember the masters here? This is a big deal, guys, because this is why acts and, you know, performing artists and bands who got signed and just signed a record deal, whenever it was, long in the past, even to this day, but didn't understand this stuff, this is where they, in my opinion, got very taken advantage of because for the masters, the master copyright would get signed over to the record label. So this means that if you sign a record deal with a, with somebody, Typically what, you know, they're going to give you something, whether it be money to sort of support a tour, to support you recording, to support your distribution, to support your marketing, typically has money behind it, but they want to get paid back and make money on you, right? You're the product for them. So they're going to ask you to sign over to typical record deal is to sign over what we call your publishing, which is your master your master, your final copy, your final version of that song to them. That means that they're going to own that copy of that song potentially forever. Okay. Exponentially. They're going to own that. They can then use that for any type of movie, um, movie rights. You know, they could start getting your songs in movies you don't have ownership of that. That means that if you look up here, there's something, you know, royalties and publishing. If you consider this, this is one song, your song sort of gets split. You know, 50% of the song writing royalties or money is paid in royalties. And then 50% of it, if you will, is paid in publishing. In a typical record deal, they ask you to sign over all of your publishing. Now, I want you to sit on that for a moment. That is what something that artists who have gotten signed that's in the contract and they want that deal so badly that they're going to do it and they're going to sign it over. Okay. So I want you to be aware that that happens and aware of what this means to you as a small business owner in your music business, okay? Your music career, it's your business, okay? So you have to know this stuff. Now I'm not going super deep in this for this video. We will in later videos, especially on the performance versus the mechanical royalties and copyright. Uh, we will go deep into that because this has to do with the digital space and the digital environment that we live in right now. And when you go and plaster your music up on all of these other places, you lose the right to then go and collect this stuff potentially on your music. All right, so I wanna leave you with that. Um, ask your questions in the group. Make sure that you go and research this stuff and figure out what's right for you. If you wanna ask questions and ask other musicians that are part of the group and part of the club, um, 
on their opinions, go ahead. Nobody's giving legal advice, but I'm gonna give you a little hint. Uh, we are about to publish a podcast and a video interview that we did with a music uh, and entertainment attorney that talk about the gold nuggets of information that he drops in this interview, it is like worth a bajillion dollars. So pay attention when that one drops, it's probably gonna be in the next day or so, all right, that we're gonna drop that one. But know your foundation of your rights, guys. You need to know this. All right, we'll see you in the next uh, video. Thank you for visiting us at the Wise Musician Club. If you'd like to follow us on Facebook and listen to all the interviews and watch their video interviews of the podcast, go to The Wise Musician and like and follow the page. We look forward to seeing you back here or visiting our Facebook page.